This podcast is sponsored by Century 21 and Mara Valacourt, affiliated in Toma. Um, I've been wheeling deals lately, and Coach was busy clinching his path to playoffs, which is why we did not have an episode last week. Uh, we were power coupling our way through life. We girl bossed a little too hard to the sun, but we are back. You don't know what any of that meant, did no, you? No, I'm, I'm riddling it all out in my head right now. When you girl boss too close to the sun, it's like a... You get a tan? Or you get cancer? Oh dear, that wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, if you're going that close to the sun. When you girl boss too close to the sun, it's like a... Oh shoot, now I have so many responsibilities, I can't relax. Uh, you murk like... out? Like Mercury? This isn't retrograde. Am I bringing up about. pretty too much science into the, uh, what would this be, slang? Well, if we're getting nitty gritty, I have my bachelor's in science. You have a bachelor's in fine arts, so. Yes. <laughs> You're not out sciencing me. Any who's all, let's chat about. Uh... I just didn't understand a word you said, that's all. Yeah. Do we want to chat about current standings do we want to chat about our experience of the game what do we think well let's go through first um because yes last week was a busy week for both of us mm-hmm. um i got two accepted offers on a house in one day you did you did you're making uh blazing trails if you live in the state of wisconsin and want to purchase or sell a home or you live outside of wisconsin and want a realtor recommendation drop a comment below i'll leave my phone number right here you should not put your phone number on the web. Call me, beat me, if you want to reach me. My <laughs> phone number's all over the internet. Um, well, extended news, the NHL All-Star Weekend is coming up here. Mm-hmm. The PWHL will participate in the 3-on-3 tournament during that. Um, so that would be exciting to be back a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, great chance to watch some women showcase their skills and ability. Um, so it'll be really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's good. Now, if we go into standings in the PWHL, which I did want to bring up because... Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, but I wanted to bring up the standings just because the point system they use in this league is different than what they use in the NHL. Mm. Um, I actually use it for our team because every first day of every week, um, as long as we have a good weekend, I have our guys play like 3v3 tournaments. Mm-hmm. And so I've incorporated the point system that's used in the PWHL into our 3v3 system. And it's quite interesting because even... You've been using the PWHL point system with your kids. Yes, I've been testing it out. Okay. Because um, it's interesting because even if your team struggles, yeah. you as long as you're getting the extra time, you're actually always in it we for the most part. Time. So the way the system works is... Um, the, the point system that the PWHL uses, so if you win a game, you get three points. Mm. If you go into overtime, you win a game in overtime, you get two points. If you lose a game in overtime, you get one point. If you straight out lose, you get zero points. Why would you get less points if you win in overtime? It's like a, like you should have won in regulation Because you're sharing time. a point. Yeah. Oh, so there's three Winning in regulation total, is always more valuable. And they just need to be divided up. Yeah, like... Okay. Like, for an NHL, it's two points if you win. Mm-hmm. Which um, is what you guys get two points if you win. Yeah, then one it's point one point. One point if you win in overtime. No, you still get two points, but it's one point if you lose in overtime. 
So it's just two and one. That's it. Oh. But in PWHL, they do three points if you get a regulation win. So, for example, here, you know, right now Minnesota leads. They're in first place with Montreal right behind. Um, we got to watch those two teams play. So that was an exciting game and a really close game, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boston's in third. Ottawa's in fourth. New York is in fifth. And good old Toronto is in sixth. No. But the Leafs are doing better this year. But you know what? Can we pause and talk about, should we look at the camera? Should we look at each other? Should we occasionally look at the camera? Well, I'm just used to looking at people when I have a conversation with them. But I, I probably look, should get better at looking at the camera. I so can that look I can, at you through the camera. To make those feel, people feel like they're involved. Yeah. Those creeps who are watching us. Oh, my God. On, Dennis is... On the online computer Dennis, world. Dennis, our one viewer, is a lovely man. Um, let's... But everyone else, creepy. The shining glory I'm of... Kidding, of course. Toronto is Sarah Nurse. She is like getting so much attention on social media she like stands out to me so sarah nurse is i'm assuming biracial i don't know her background but she looks like me five years ago before i had a daughter i had sarah nurse's hair she's got like this kinky curly hair she looks like your nieces but like 20 years from now or 10 years from now like she's gorgeous she shows up to games in these like blue fur crop jackets and leather pants and she's just like biracial killing it feminine i love her and the first pwhl game we watched on youtube one of the announcers goes um because i don't know if there was like a little scrap she was getting a little scrappy or something um but the female announcer goes how do you plan on controlling your emotions next period and i went because no announcer would ask an NHL man that. There's just, there's no way. Uh, they do. Okay. They you shouldn't they, ask that they, to a woman. They wouldn't ask it like that. Okay, thank you. They would, they would, ask, they would word it differently for thank sure. Because the terminology is a little different. I, my jaw was on the floor. How do you manage the highs and lows? My jaw was on the floor. And she goes, I don't think I was emotional. I think I brought the appropriate intensity that you should bring to the game of hockey. And I was like, a queen. A queen. She's a queen. I love her. Yeah, it's a really good answer. Right. She was like, you should have intensity when you're playing high. I'm not emotional. Like, but she handled it with such grace. I was like, ooh, that broadcaster just fucked up. Like, why would you ask that? Would you say that was a boss girl movement or moment? I think she's just amazing. I'm just trying to use terms you used in the beginning here. It's a callback. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here for her fashion. I'm here for the fact that, like, your nieces, like, if they played hockey... Uh, bless their souls. They're alive and healthy. They did not keep up with with hockey. Um, but they didn't they, even get a running start at it. So sure they did. They could see themselves in her. Like I'll show you a picture of her. She's just like, I am here for her. My goal is that we like get her yeah. on a Zoom during this. Podcast. I I know who she is. Love Sarah Nurse. Um, if you are watching, I know you're not. Tag her below. Come on the pod. Anyway, that's yeah. my shout out for Toronto. I know they're not doing well right now, but God, I love her. Yeah, no, so I, yeah, I, I think it's great. Like, she brings an exciting personality. It's kind of, P.K. Sudan was a good example in NHL. Like, brought a huge personality to the game. Uh, when he played, um, also did a ton as far as charity works. Had a whole charity set up in Montreal when he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe he carried that work over into him with Nashville. Now he's, he's a big personality in broadcasting. Um, huge advocate, by the way, um, in the game of hockey for the movement of diversity. So. Mm-hmm. Great to have those personalities, I think, involved with it. 
I think it, we're in the right stage. We're in the right place in the world too to, to have that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A little surprising that broadcasters would ask. They probably didn't ask that question the way. It's probably not the right way to put no, it. No, no, she shouldn't have done that. And but like, what a beautiful woman to handle it that way. To be like. Mm, that was an excellent answer for it she didn't say it she didn't say it with her face because i my face would have said ten thousand words if someone asked me that and i was in her situation she just like rolled it off and answered it with so much grace and composure and i was like love love her yeah no that's that that is an excellent answer um but uh no i mean let's talk about the game that we went to mm -hmm. uh last week obviously montreal um in minnesota in minnesota Really great atmosphere. It was a lot of fun for us to partake in it. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty close game, obviously. It was a 2 1 uh, win for Montreal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Goaltending was fantastic in that game. It kind of really, because I thought, I thought Minnesota was the better of the team. Yeah. They had better chances. Montreal has truly. Um, they had five power play opportunities and scored a power play, mm-hmm. which is, they, I think they have a 30% power play percentage. So, pretty crazy in itself yeah. um, that they weren't able to capitalize. But I think a fantastic game. But my biggest thing, my my biggest takeaway, I think we had this conversation over there, was just the atmosphere was so different compared to being at an <laughs> NHL game. Yeah. It was just such a – just took all the testosterone that I was used to at an NHL game, like just the fans mm-hmm. of like – I mean, I always refer to hockey as a blood sport. I mean, I even used to our kids. I'm like, if a little blood wasn't spilled today, it wasn't a good day for hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said to our daughter, are you bleeding? Why are you crying? Yeah. Why are you crying? Not bleeding. Um, you don't say that. You you hypothetically, before we had a daughter, you'd say that's how you would handle it. That's not how it happens. You it go, isn't. Oh. I've, I've <laughs> softened up quite a bit. Poor Bellamy, I don't know if you'll get that same treatment, unfortunately, but yeah. that's okay. But no, I, I thought it was just it was just a fun, like high energy atmosphere all the time, and the fans were great. Mm-hmm. But there were no fans like you know swearing at players, <laughs> swearing at each other. It was also a much younger, I think, demographic than what you would see at an NHL game. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it was a lot of youth teams there, obviously, a lot of girls' youth teams, but yeah, it was just fun. It was a great atmosphere. Um, but I just, that was one of my biggest takeaways. It was sitting there in a close game like that, too, mm-hmm. where obviously fans are, are glued to the ice and what's going on, but they're, you didn't have you know, those personalities that you've seen at mm. men's games. Mm-hmm. That was one thing I, I definitely noticed. Are you talking about being obnoxious? I mean, depends on how you, <laughs> you look at it, but yeah. Um, like some of the things that you see at men's game, obviously you couldn't, you couldn't do it in that environment. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that was, I just thought that was kind of neat where it removed that whole aspect of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that made it kind of at times more exciting for some of the fans because it was less distractions almost. Mm-hmm. There's less distractions in the crowd as far as like what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was more able to be just enjoy the moment. Watching good hockey. Um, even the music yeah. selection was very different. <laughs> but it was a lot of Taylor Swift, obviously. You um, didn't know that. So every time a song would come on, I'd be like, do you know who sings this? And you're like, no, it's literally just a whole Taylor Swift playlist um, with a couple other things sprinkled in. Yeah. But, um, anyway, so yeah, I one, we went on a Wednesday night, right? People aren't going to be super drunk. They're not going to be belligerent. There's going to be less men there, and there were a lot of young girls there. And so I think, one, people were watching their mouths. Two, it's Wednesday night energy. Three, when you have all-female sports, the energy does change. Because I 
have competed in competitions for strongman where there are men involved. And it is very much like a lot more oorah, a lot more spitting, a lot more like there's just a different like I don't even want to say edge, but like um you're right, the testosterone is just there versus I competed after we had our daughter. The last competition I did was an all it was Rebel Queen. It was an all female competition and I had so much more fun. The women were just so there for each other. There was only one other person in my weight class and she and I like we would cheer each other on. I'd be right there on the platform and yeah, she was so way more supportive. Like we were there for each other. Um I was 11 months postpartum with my daughter lifting like 170 pounds over my head. Like she was there cheering me on. Um it's, it's just a whole different energy where we're there to support each other doing something cool. Um, and so you see a lot more on social media, they'll mic up players. Like, you'll see a lot more of girls going up to girls, women going up to women on other teams and just being like, hey, what's up? Like, they're friends. Like, they're, they're so there for each other, supporting one another because they're doing something so historic that it's like, I know we're on yeah. different teams. And yes, I'm out for blood, but also like, good job, girl. You know what I mean? It's 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 a whole different vibe, and I personally like it more. You know. Well, I do feel like they're under. I look at the camera when I talk. Sure. Um, I do feel like they're under a greater spotlight, especially in year one, where there's obviously a lot of pressure on them to compete and hike, have highly competitive games, but also they want to set, I guess, the expectations. Um, and also, like, we live in a hyper-social world, so they have to be a little more conscious probably of their actions and what the words they use. And I think if you, especially if you ever see any of them talking, and, and they play that video before the game, mm -hmm. um, different interviews mm -hmm. about talking how that important it is to have a game of hockey now for women, mm -hmm. um, and how that is historical in a yeah. sense, and it's changing the landscape. But I think they all understand, like, how much, they, how important it is that they're positive ambassadors of the game well, that's that, why you don't like, see as much as that you don't see like <sighs> so like you don't get the stereotype like women of, of being catty you know what i mean mm -hmm. and i think there's a concerted effort for it not to turn into that right like you can be competitive without being catty and i think they do a really good job of creating that healthy like fun sports rivalry but also you just do a good job of separating business with personalities, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're there to win. I always seem to help their team win, but once it's done, it's done. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're also not playing each other 60 some odd times, so it's a little different that side of it. Yeah, there are no rivalries yet, too. Yeah, it's a good True. point. Um, so Minnesota and uh, Montreal might be. Montreal should be a rivalry because it was when they were. <laughs> Original six. I mean, New York was a great rivalry with New Boston. Jersey, oh. um, and even Boston way back in the day. But Boston and Toronto used to be a huge rivalry way back, and still is now. But Boston always seems to take Toronto <laughs> in the postseason. So uh, you know, Toronto has Boston in that first round. Probably going to be Boston. Yeah. But anyway, we had fun. Um, there were a lot of people there. Um, the crowd was into it. We were mm -hmm. into it. Um, Minnesota couldn't pull out a win while we were there, but that's okay. It was good hockey. Um, 
What else did we notice from that game? Oh. I was a little upset, like, when you went to the concessions, like, I get that that's the wild arena, but, like, everyone's walking around with souvenir wild cups, and I'm like, that's not what we're here for. They need their own cups on their own game night. Like, let's get these uh, women, let's get these women their own popcorn tins, now. you know? PWHL, if you need someone for PR, and this is a good segue into what we're going into next, um, I'm hireable um, and certified. So keep me on the roster, keep me on a short list. But like, yeah, there were souvenir popcorn tents cost like $15 and they're walking around with wild logos on them. Like there's, there is opportunity there. There's room there for growth. Like you won a lot of building. I know, but I just, I hope that, you know, next year, year after when you go to a game, it feels like it's just as much or at least a little bit more their home as it is the wilds i know the wild has legacy there it's been like i get that but they gotta elbow in some room yeah i think that comes into place when you don't have teams representing a state but they start representing cities Mm. it's a little bit more easier so i you know i don't know if there'd be just minnesota next year but if they become you know twin cities next year or new york becomes new york that's not really fair because the wild is Minnesota wild. Yes. Like Boston is Boston Bruins. So I don't really know that you can make that comparison. Like yeah, wild is true. Minnesota wild. So you can't really blame it on that. Um, I don't think you can, not at least for Minnesota's sake. But, you know, I hope to see like commemorative popcorn tins for PWHL for Minnesota. I'd, I'd have a purple popcorn tin, you know. Yeah. It just it to me it didn't feel like their space yet and I know it's your one and I just I yeah, hope to see that true. change. It didn't feel like, you know, everything on the walls was wild. I, I get it, but I just I hope to see it incrementally change to make yeah. it feel like their barn too. Um cuz right now it it certainly doesn't and they deserve that, you know, to feel like their place. Yeah. No, that's a great point and uh definitely something for them to build toward in year two. Yeah, because I mean, when you're when you're on home ice, right? Like it's nice you see your team's banners. You, you're, it is your home to protect, right? And if they had more stake in it, I think that would go a long way to make the athletes feel more valued. At least, I don't know. I don't play hockey, but I'd like to. I'd like to see the women who come before me on the banners up there. And yeah, the fanfare part of it is exciting for a player. Mm-hmm. Makes it more exciting for you to play the game. Yeah. It, it, it is hard to do in year one, but hopefully this legacy will start to change things moving forward. But um, speaking of missed opportunities for PR, I want to talk about Hockey Day Minnesota. Mm. Um, so I, like I've mentioned before. We talked about this before the podcast. We're a little bit on different sides of it. I'm going to try not to be as intense, but um, though that'd be good for views. So I follow up. I hope all the players or most of them um, on social media and I follow hockey day, Minnesota (laughs) and I, maybe some of the players were there, but as far as I could tell on the hockey day website and the hockey day, Instagram and PWHL socials, they weren't there in any sort of official capacity. And I'm speaking specifically about Minnesota because hockey day, Minnesota happens in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Um, I was kind of disappointed they weren't there. Um, Through count, there were nine men or boys hockey games that happened over that weekend. And there was three girls games. 
Now the opening ceremony had girls doing the puck drop, which to me felt a little performative, though it's a good stride. Um, because the PWHL players weren't there in an official capacity. They had guys who do a podcast show up and do a signing and a skate with them. Um, but I didn't see any PWHL Minnesota autograph stations. I didn't see skate with PWHL. I didn't see PWHL doing a commemorative puck drop. I, I didn't see no outdoor game. Like maybe they were there, but not in a way that the media covered, not mm-hmm. in a way that I could find. And I mean, talk about just getting the word out there and getting attendance jacked up. I know Hockey Day in Minnesota doesn't take place in Minneapolis, but my God, it's Minnesota, the state. You know, you have a chance to bring the fan base to more than outside of the Twin Cities. Why why did no one from the front office put two and two together? And maybe it's just scrambling for the first season. Like, there's a lot that happens behind closed doors and you're just playing catch-up the first the first year. Um but like as far as I'm concerned, that was a missed opportunity for some really good publicity and a really good jack up in attendance. Yeah. I mean you know, in all the games leading up all the PWHL games leading up to Hockey Day in Minnesota, like they were taking they were were doing interviews with individual players who had participated in it in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, whether playing, you know, college or high school hockey, primary high school hockey. So I thought that was good. Um obviously they had the one Female player who was from um, War Roads, mm-hmm. who was she was part of the, the video that they did, um, as well as a number of men players. So I think they tried to touch on it. Yeah, I think you're right though. They probably could have done more. Um, again, War Road, Minnesota, pretty far north, pretty far from the cities, obviously. I don't but, care. <laughs> like they, yeah, they should but, have uh, been there. But yeah, I mean, they probably could have done more for that event. Um, at least roping it in as far as everything, especially everything going on in the first year to PWHL. Now, I'm sure next year would be better. They, mm-hmm. they might have a game that coordinates with it, kind of like uh, the NHL game that did. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, they probably they probably could have done more. I mean, they tried to do interviews leading up to it, so I think they tried to get it involved in, in part of the conversation. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, typically men's hockey is going to take spotlight in that event, whether it's the high school game, which was a – I found I was able to watch part of it. It's a really great game, um, or the NHL game, obviously. So I think that's all toward. fine. I just I want to point out there was they don't have to play a game. They don't have to play in the outdoor rink. I get it. That's all good. But you just want to be part of tape tape one partaking of them the day or doing the starting lineup for the girls team. Yeah. How much would that have meant? What an Instagrammable moment! Like. I'm thinking content and impact on there were only three three girls games. Why didn't they have a, a PWHL player do the starting lineup in the locker room before every one of those games? Why? I, I mean, yes, Minnesota is what it might take six hours to drive across the whole state. I don't care how far north they are. Send somebody. But uh, I was just kind of disappointed. There was so much opportunity there to spark attendance, to spark um excitement about the pwhl and i just i kind of feel like well please continue just to continue the the lift the excitement about the league and and girls hockey girls high school hockey don't even make it about the pwhl make it about girls hockey and making that more exciting because you just said boys hockey is going to take precedent well there are nhl players showing up like of 
I just, as someone who comes from a marketing background. It's hard to argue. TJ, oh, she is from War Road. I mean. Yeah. As someone who comes from a marketing background, I'm just like, mm, why didn't we? Mm, come on. Here, here. There was just, there's so much room for such great content and such great real life impact if they sure. would have found some way to show up. They don't have to play a hockey game. There's so many things they could have done autographs. They could have done an open skate. They could have done the lineup. They could have done. But but to play devil's advocate, there's just so much more history with men's hockey as far as former players from there that you can use for because this is the first year of professional hockey with mm. PWHS. So you don't have maybe that you have some Olympic pedigree. Don't get me wrong, and the college pedigree, but you don't have players who have played years of pro hockey that you can bring back and kind of be those ambassadors well, right sure, away. But it's just as exciting because this is year one, right? You're creating history. So you're not going to have a pedigree until you get out and start doing these things. And by no sure. way. I'm just saying I... it's easier when you have former players who have played professionally for a number of years. No, I understand. Part I, of it. I mean, they, they had Olympians, mm -hmm. um, which is, again, before this, probably the highest level in the U.S., obviously, but unless they went overseas to play. Um, I get so it. So I'm just saying maybe it's just the numbers. I mean, we talked about it last podcast, like, I think it was like 16% of all USA hockey registrations were women compared to the men. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure numbers are part of the fact there. But I, I do agree with you. Like, they, they could have done more, mm -hmm. um, especially with everything going like, on at the PWJ to make it a bigger yep. a bigger deal, a bigger event for, for women's hockey. I'm not criticizing the players, like, by any means. They... They, they are focused on hockey and they show up to what like PR opportunities the team tells them to go to, I'm sure, you know, or like someone invites them to do it, whatever. I'm kind of disappointed in front office staff, whoever handles their PR and their media. Mm -hmm. So by no means am I criticizing the players. I think they're wonderful. Go them in every way. You Fantastic. Think the organization should have did more to yeah. get boots yeah. on the ground. And... No notes for the players. No yeah. notes for the players. They're great. I think more should have been done in the front of the house to kind of see that as an opportunity mm -hmm. to grow excitement, to start that, that pedigree. Cause you're right. Men's hockey is always going to have more clout because there've been years and years and years of players, but to be able to grow that legacy where women's hockey has a chance to feel as exciting to everyone as men's hockey and be on that same level. It starts now. It starts in year one. They should, they should be showing up to events like this, not just hockey day, Minnesota, but, it's exciting they're doing that 3v3. It's exciting they're doing the all-star game. Like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Like, they should be doing stuff like that, just like the men do all-star games. It's I love that for them. I love mm -hmm. that that's coming up. It'll be exciting. Hopefully we have time to watch it together. I'll be out of town. Hopefully we have time to watch it together. I know you're not busy. <laughs> um, yeah. No, so I mean, I think that was a great point to, to bring up and maybe a good ending point for us this episode. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I did have notes here for people who wanted to watch some games coming up. Uh, February 3rd, Minnesota is playing Toronto. Mm. So that should be a fun game for Minnesota fans to watch. Toronto is in last place. Remind the people again. <laughs> they are in last place right now, but they're, they're coming back. I, they've got a good push the second half. Go nurse. They only play. They've only played what eight games. So nursey. We got plenty of time. Um, February fourth. There's two games going on. New York will play Ottawa, and then Montreal will be playing Boston, and that should be a great. Hopefully, that results to be such a, a really good rivalry. There, um, kind of coordinates with the rivalry of 
Montreal in the NHL versus the Boston Bruins. Minnesota has a home game on Valentine's Day, too. They do. Yeah. If you feel like being romantic, you can take another half-day date. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> it was a really good time. Um, I look forward to going again. They don't call it Passenger Princess for a reason. You know? I have never heard that before. But... Yeah, you get your book, you get your snacks, you get your control of the radio. It's You did have all those things going yeah. on. You did read a little bit. I did. Um... I'd be learning. Any hoozles. Uh, again, this podcast is brought to you by Mara Valancourt, Century 21 affiliated in Toma. If you're buying a house in Wisconsin, call me. If you're buying a house outside of Wisconsin, call me and I will find you a realtor. Thank you again for tuning in. And we will see all of you, or some of you can listen to us next week. Go Woodsman. Yes, go Woodsman.